Hey, hey, hey. What a beautiful day. Sun's shining and it's actually 22 degrees above. So that was really nice, even though the little that little wind, God, that's, that wind just gets you, it just goes right through you. But, yeah, well, it's sunny, it's 22, and by Wednesday, Valentine's Day, um, then it's supposed to be 40, but I think they're just putting that because they just want to cheer people up. I think it'll probably be more 35, 36. That's okay, though. <laughs> that's fine. That's I mean, fine. I feel like as long as it's, as, sunny, as long as we're possible. in the positive, yep. I think it's good. Yep, no. I agree. I agree. But yeah, it's it's crazy. And and this Wednesday or this Valentine's Day is doubling. He, uh, ooh, are you having issues over there? Yes. <laughs> so Katie's fixing but her yeah, mic. Anyway, all of a sudden, it's like I am. It feels like it's just gonna go. <laughs> it's gonna fall. Yeah. So that that squeaky you heard is me screwing the mic in better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, it's Ash Wednesday too. The beginning of I Lent. Know. Yeah. And then it's also. You know, Valentine's Day, so. And yes. I, there was a deal on TV this morning, very early in the morning, that they were talking about that how boring Valentine's Day has gotten. Chocolates, go out to dinner, flowers. It is you know, kind of boring. And they said, you know, change it up. Have a, a, a destination. Like, what you just did. You did something this week. I did. Yep. And so what yes. you did, you know, they did, go do something that's out of the norm. That would be so okay. fun if you went and did what I did for Valentine's so now, Day. So now say, tell everybody what you did. Okay, so I went to an escape room last night Mm -hmm. and for those of you that don't know what that is it's basically you're locked in a themed room they have different themes yep and you have to find clues and find different objects that help you figure out how to open things and figure out like to get out of there (laughs) yeah figure out how to get so we had a like ours was basically we were in a laboratory and we had a find the antidote to this virus or whatever that the <laughs> that the fake character you know came up with and was going to destroy the whole world with uh-huh. so we had to we did a lot of math <laughs> i haven't done that much i math. would fail right there i would just kind of curl up at a ball and say yeah i'm, yeah. A, I'm here for the rest of my life well it <laughs> I was really, feed yeah. me. <laughs> i mean it was really fun i mean we did fail the mission but like i said it earlier when i was talking to you had we had five more minutes we would have won okay yeah and so but, says you no, no, the guy. So, like, you have like a, like one of the workers that stay with you because uh-huh. they like watch you. And if you need help, if you need clues, they send you these clues via uh, TV. Uh-huh. So they like hear what you're saying um, and just watch what you're doing. Well, so he came in and he likes to give, pra- apparently, the one that we were at, they like to give praise and awards at the end. All right. So I got the most passionate award. Oh, he wow. said, you are very passionate about the things that you were doing in here. And I was like, <laughs> and then he quoted me because like at one point we were looking at, they, there was just, just this random computer and I looked at it. I was playing with it. I didn't find anything. And like a clue came through and he go, and the clue was go to the computer and try and click on stuff. And I just screamed at the top of my lungs. I already looked at the computer. Don't tell me to look at the computer. And he was like, that was probably my favorite quote from anybody that's ever done this room. Wow. And this room only has a 17% like success rate of people actually escaping. Oh, wow. That would be be really cool. It was super fun. That makes a lot of sense to me, you know, as far as that. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, like I said, to have some fun, an experience. That's what they were saying. Yeah. Have an experience for Valentine's Day, not just a, <clears throat> but, you know, I, Valentine's Day is just another day of the map <laughs> for me. So, you know, it's never been treated with any other, you know, positive. Yeah, I'm not a big person. Um, 
to like see flowers to me is it's ridiculous. You're paying a hundred and like twenty five bucks, hundred and forty five bucks for roses, you know. Right. And then or and and then they have them delivered the same day and then um yeah, it just I, I would I it's nice I would like to get a rose. My favorite combination is red carnation with a just a regular standard daisy. You know, just a regular daisy, like a Shasta daisy or something like that. Red carnation and daisies are my two favorite flowers, and they last forever. I was going to say, <laughs> you are probably the only person that I know that has admittedly or willingly admitted that they like carnations. Oh, yeah. No, I love Every other person I talk to, they're like, oh, my gosh, that flower needs to die and no, never come back. I love and carnations. Like, ah. And they still have their smell, unlike the roses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, roses have no smell anymore. They've been bred out. They're pretty, and they only last like about four days, and then they're, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I love carnations, and I love daisies. Those are my two. I tried planting mini carnations, and they worked for a while. And I got a couple years out of them, and then one winter they it must have got too cold. They just they didn't come back. But oh. they're like mini carnations. Yeah. They're really pretty. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say that your goat ate ate no. them. No, no, no. You see the cats pee on them. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that'll kill anything. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, okay. Today we in studio. We got a special guest. I mentioned it on my Facebook page. By the way, if you're not friends on me on Facebook, go to K T K A T I E K dash nine on Facebook and check me out. I post a lot of cool articles, and I posted that Amy DeLong. It was going to be here today. So we're going to be talking about oils. You know, the big thing now in human world and in animal world is diffusers and oils, uh, you know, for doing this, for doing that. And uh, she got, she's one of the few people in the state of Minnesota. I don't know. I'll have to ask her. She might be the only one that's kind of certified for pets. Uh, because like I say, some of them think they can do it right. And working with dogs and cats is a whole different ball game, especially the dogs, you know, nose, their sniffer can smell, you know, 10,000 to a hundred times thousand better than us humans and so some what I'll, I'll walk into somebody's house and just gotta get knocked over like with eucalyptus oil going and they've got a dog in there and I'm like that poor dog has got to be going upside down and sideways smelling that because they can smell so much you know better than we can so anyway so we want to so we got Amy DeLong here so if you got questions for Amy DeLong you can you're more than happy to chime in and 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 pick her brain too but otherwise hopefully I'll just I'll pick away and hopefully get your questions answered is what we're gonna do so without fu- further ado we'll We'll uh, bring in Amy here. Uh, welcome, Amy. Is, your, is her mic on there, kiddo? No, okay. Hit the hit, hit the red. I don't button. know what mic she's on. Oh, that's right. Okay, now there try talking. Yep. Try talking. There Hi. you go. There she is. Welcome, Amy. Thanks, Katie. Oh, geez. I was trying to think how long I've known you. I've known you for quite a while. I mean, it's not zillions of years, but... No, it's uh, at least 10. Okay, now, am I correct? Are you, like, certified to work with pets and oils, oils and pets, or it's yes. a certification? It's a certification. Okay. So I have over 300 hours of training Oh wow! as a certified aromatherapist specializing mm-hmm. with animals. So all, right. all of my case studies, all of that were done with animals. All right, all right. Um, so, and as far as I know, the only one around here. Yeah, well, I was thinking, I don't think there's, I think a lot of people think they could do it, you know, <laughs> but uh, as far as being certified, going in and finding out, you know, the the real, because we're working, uh, working with pets, obviously, in humans is totally different. And so, you, you know, you, you've got to be the, getting them diluted right. One thing that I want to ask a question, because everybody right away, you know, say, oh, do you work with essential oils? Okay, now, I, I, I if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't essential oils just a brand how, no, how no, does it? No, it's okay. not. It's not. Okay. So essential oils are, I mean, aromatherapy is its own industry that's been around for at least a hundred years. All right. Using, ex- extracting as, you know, com- chemicals out of the plants right. that are then used 
for treating a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been used by the Native Americans. They've been used by all kinds of people right, right. over the years. Right. So what's happened today is there's um, a few MLM companies that have really highly promoted essential oils, um, which has been great for the industry in that edu- the awareness is greater. Right. But the education... Um, has been lacking where they're more focused on marketing okay, and less on the safety from an aromatherapy standpoint. All right. So what is the correct definition? Like, okay, what is your title? A pet aromatherapy person or (laughs) I don't know. Um, I would just say a certified animal aromatherapist. Okay. So the correct thing would be aromatherapy. That's, that that would be the thing. That would be the industry. Okay. Okay. Essential oils are one product used within aromatherapy. Okay. And then there's other oils? There, You can use carrier oils, Car- like okay. your olive oil, oh, jojoba right, oil, right, okay. what you would dilute ah, I see. Okay. into. Right. There's also hydrosols, which is a byproduct of steam distillation. So steam distilling is one way to get the chemicals out of the plant, and the steam is captured. So it becomes, sometimes it's known as a floral water or a hydrolat or a hydrosol. Um, but they also have therapeutic values and are oh. really safe and much better to use with cats. All right. And that's the difference. And what we can do for cats is not necessarily so for dogs. And what we do for dogs isn't necessarily what we can do for cats. And we want to explain Correct. that more. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'm really not sure. Oops, I suppose. But it, it run and then come back. Okay. <laughs> We're going to run and then come back. We're going to talk more with Amy DeLong and a room. Aroma therapist, is that right? Yeah. Or specialize it? I don't know. But anyway, okay, you ready for this? Here's a kid. Okay, uh, you're going to laugh at this one, but uh, where is it? Do uh, owls have eyeballs? Do owls have eyeballs? Be right back. Carly's booking over there. <laughs> okay. Do owls have eyeballs? True or false? Um, False. Very good. Yes, you guys. <laughs> Since I asked a question, you know, it, it, well, it could have been anyway. You know what they do have is they have eye, they don't have eyes, uh, eyeballs. Okay, they have eye tubes. Eye tubes. tubes. Yes. Okay. Okay, so I I was very fascinated by that. That is interesting. Yes, eye tubes. And it's like, okay, what's the difference between an eye tube and an eyeball? I did not look that up. So well, somebody else can. Google that, Nancy. Your eyeball. But it's a ball versus a tube. A tube is a long... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it must look like a cone. You know, it's wide where that's what their eyes show in front. And then yeah. it goes down into, yeah, tubes. It must, yeah, it yeah. must... Yeah. Maybe that's why they can turn their heads so much. So anyway, okay, folks, hey, we're here with, uh, 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 we're talking about aromatherapy uh, here today with Amy DeLong. Uh, she has uh, put in 30, 330, 300 hours worth to be certified to, for pets, and that's a rarity because a lot of people think they can do it, but anyway. So we're going to be doing, and you can call in if you got a question for Amy, please do call in if you got any question about oils and, and such like that. All right, so now, now I had originally asked, you know, is essential oils a brand or is it just, oils that we use, you know, and what's the difference between like other oils and essential oils or what's the sense? I mean, what, what are we doing? So essential oils is there's a process of how they pull the components out of a plant. It might be the bark, the leaf, the twig, a root, Right. but they're pulling out of the plant, the essentials, you know, for lack of a better word. Okay. Um, it's the parts of the plant that protect the plant that are antibacterial, antiviral, anti-inflammatory. All right. They're the 
the essentials. The essentials that keep the plant alive. All right. So they're highly concentrated. Um, I've seen the number like one drop of chamomile, for example, would be like 30 cups, 30 tea bags. Oh, my. So they're, they're, yeah, they're highly concentrated, much more than just the herbal form. Right. Um, And they're highly volatile. So they can evaporate. They're oils, so they're flammable. All right. Um, You want to keep them away from heat and light. Um, Pets and children, so you don't want them eating any of it. Um, They're... So they have all those medicinal properties. All right. Okay. Um, and we hear a lot about there's a, you know, therapeutic grade is a popular um, way that they're defining them, but there is no official grading system. All right. Um, but there are different levels of quality. And as they're becoming more popular, companies are adding synthetic ingredients in, Ooh. which is called adulterated. Adulterated. Um and if you're not, so that's not a pure form. If it says adulterated, it's not pure. Well, it's synthetic. Correct. Okay. The problem is it's an unregulated market. Yes. Um. So people can label it pure, and it may not be pure. Uh, how would you know? Um. The only way to know is testing. There's like chemistry uh, labs that actually can test. Oh, okay. The average person it. can't do it. The average person isn't likely to, unless you, if you know what frankincense really, you know, in the pure form smells like. You may smell it. You may smell. I hate you might smell the difference. All right. Um, but sometimes you won't know. All right. Or okay. you'll get a skin irritation. Okay. Out of it. Something All right. like that. Okay. So now there's different ways to uh, present these oils, as far as like diffusers or whatever. So right. Yep. There's okay. primarily four ways of using them. All right. So you have inhalation, which is why it's called aromatherapy. Right. It's incredibly effective just inhaling. The scent. Um, you see, I put a couple of drops on my hand, rub my hands, and then I present it to Gillian, mm-hmm. and he smells it. Yep. So that would be inhalation, right? Yep, okay. inhalation. And that would be more of a direct method because it's, like, right in front of them. Okay, yep. So an indirect method would be more like diffusing. Right. Where it's kind of evaporating into the air. Right. Um, then there's the topical. So you're putting it on your skin or the coat or something. Right. Usually... Um, for animals, I'm doing that for or like pain, arthritic conditions, or skin wounds. Right. Um, and then there is ingesting and oral use, which is not recommended for animals. And it's not recommended for people unless you're working with a professional. Right. Um, so that, and so we just stay away from that with the animals. Okay. So now putting the oils in a diffuser, okay, and you've got pets. So what, like, uh, I met, is it that whatever oil you use, each one's going to be different as far as how you diffuse it so it doesn't knock a pet out of its knees? Yes and no. All right. <laughs> so diffusing in general, the big key is to you do it intermittently or it's just short term. So like using a diffuser for five to 15 minutes and then stop it. But so, some of these people have the diffusers going 24-7. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where the big problem is. All right. Um, and even for people, it's like there's something called orifactor, orifactor fatigue. 
Basically saying you smell something enough that you don't smell it anymore. anymore? All right. It's like the person who puts on more perfume because they <laughs> don't realize that they. Or the on. person that doesn't clean the cat litter box, you know, and, and somebody, and really a, if a visit it. comes over, you know, a visitor comes over and gets knocked on their butt because it's like, when's the last time you cleaned the cat litter box? Well, right. you get you get so used to it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So as people, we can have that diffuser running all the time and we don't smell it anymore. Um, but you're right. I mean, the animals are continuously taking in information right. through their senses. So yes. um, what I always recommend for animals, there's um, some diffusers that have timers yep. where you can select, you know, and you can do it like five minutes on, 30, you know, 30 minutes off, five right. minutes on, 30 minutes off. If you're going to diffuse for a long time, that's the best. Like if you're going to go away for the day, and I do this with anxiety dogs, you know, there's some calming oils that are really helpful, but I want it to be on that timer so that they have it intermittently throughout the day. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so a person right now, you know, the average person that's listening right now, if they have their diffuser going 24 seven or that you have pets at home, that's not, that's a, that's a big no, no. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now, uh, so, and the most that you'd want to have it going at one time would be like, what, 10, 15 minutes? And yep. then a rest of what? Like 30 minutes, an hour, a couple hours, what? Yep. Yep. <laughs> does it depends? 30. Does it depends on what oils you're using? It does. Uh, okay. And it depends on the dog. All right. Because some dogs, um, you know, if I'm dealing with a chihuahua yep. versus oh, yeah. a yellow lab. Yep. You know they're gonna they can handle it differently. Differently. Sometimes. Oh yeah, no, that makes a whole lot of sense. Okay, so intermittent, minim, intermittently at a minimum of thirty minutes. Generally, I say like up to fifteen and off for an hour. Okay, so now I'm putting. I got my diffuser, and now how much am I putting in the in my? Let's say what is, what is it? What do you use for anxiety? Because that's a huge problem with a lot of animals or a lot of people is their dogs has an anxieties. Yep. Okay, so. So, so what am I buying for anxiety or what am I getting or looking into? And then how do I diffuse it in my diffuser? Okay. So lavender is a really common, mm-hmm. gen, you know, good for everything oil. Generally, I find that for most dogs that I see with anxiety, it doesn't really have much effect. All right. So, um, but it is always relaxing. It's one of those kind of doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I may personally, I hate lavender. Yeah. And some people not. are love. Yeah, I run I into don't that. like that. <laughs> Whenever I'm blending things, I always ask the people what they like. Because mm. if they don't like it, they won't use it. Yeah. Yeah. So a really um, cedar wood. Oh, cedar wood. Is, is grounding and calming for anxiety. All right. Um, Roman chamomile or, and uh, sweet marjoram are right. more sedative. Okay. Calming, relaxing. All right. Um, sweet orange. Sweet orange. And mandarin. Right. Um, sweet orange being a little more uplifting, but it's antidepressant. Oh, really? And it's nice this time of year. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yes. We're lacking a lot of smells right now when it's been so doggone cold. <laughs> um, and mandarin um, is like your clementine, the oranges okay, yeah. that we're seeing right now. Um, but a little more sedative than the... They actually smell quite different. Oh, but a little really? more sedative than... 
So next time I'm going to have to bring in the oils here, Katie, yeah. so you can... No, because we, they can't see it. And I mean, I'll be sitting here probably falling asleep on the radio <laughs> like, oh, that's real relaxing. <laughs> but that's okay. But anyway, okay, so so now let's say I used uh, um, sweet orange, you know, for relaxation for like my meme. And, and it works with humans also, right? Yes. But and but the, the ones that you just mentioned are for, you know, pets. Now, what about cats? Kids, cats, in that if they're having anxieties, is any of those good or not good for the for the cats um the citrus oils are more of a concern for the cats okay um in general the problem the challenge that we have with cats is they metabolize things differently right you know even medication right so they have a whole different metabolic pathway i don't really any diffusing i always let any animal whether it's a dog or a cat have an exit route so if i'm diffusing in the kitchen can they get to the basement or can they get to a bedroom or a different room Mm -hmm. you know so I'm not especially, I, I don't like it when they're in a really small contained room. Right. And or an apartment. That, yeah. In an apartment, a one-bedroom apartment yeah. where yeah. you don't have an exit unless there's an open window um, this right. time of year. Right. Yeah. Well, you never know. There yeah. are people out there. That they <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, so with cats, they're just we just don't really have enough research. You'll mm-hmm. see everything like don't do anything with cats to... Oh, I did this with my cat and they were just fine. And it's just like people, Mm -hmm. you know, some of us are more sensitive to drugs than other drugs or sense to this scent versus that scent. So I always err on the side with, of caution with cats, especially. Um, So if you have a dog and I'm treating a dog, I need the person to be aware of what's the cat doing. Right. Um, And sometimes generally... I think that that animals know what they need, and oh, if they yeah. oh, can I'm leave, a huge believer in that. then they'll leave the room yes. as long as they have that option. Yeah. So the same thing. I don't put oils on collars, right, or bandanas, okay. or anything that's tied to the dog or the cat, so that they can't get away from it. Okay. So that's another safety thing. Okay. Yeah, because I use for natural flea repellent, you know, put a couple drops of eucalyptus oil on a bandana, mm-hmm. put it in a Ziploc bag, you know, take mm-hmm. it and then uh, overnight and then the next day, you know, put it on like if you're going to be in the woods or whatever type thing. Yeah, that's short term. Okay. Well, there's in there sometimes though that I'll admit I did not take <laughs> it off. Okay. It just, you know, it was on for a little bit. So, <laughs> so that's a good reminder is not to have them wear it 24 seven. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. If you're going to go out in the woods. You know, and you're out for the half of that day or something. You're also out in the woods. So you have air circulating. That's different than if you're at home sleeping with it on all day. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, hold that thought. Okay, we're going to uh, run here. How deep can a dog's smell? Can they smell, you know, 20 feet under the ground, 30 feet under the ground, or 40 feet under the ground? Okay, be right back. Hey, hey, thanks for staying with us. Uh, this is Katie Canine. I'm here every Sunday, 46. And answering the canine questions today, we're talking to Amy DeLong, and she is an expert in the oils, using oils, aromatherapy with pets. And so we're talking to her, so hopefully you guys got some questions for her, uh, because, uh, hey, it's free advice, and, uh, and maybe she can help you out. And one thing that I just, we were talking off air, I had mentioned that cedarwood oil, I heard, was toxic, and pennyroyal oil was toxic to, to uh, dogs. And your comment was? Uh, pennyroyal is on the list of kind of a... a high skin sensitizer anyway. So okay. even for people, All right. that's just one I wouldn't bother with. All right. um, but cedarwood, there's different species, just like we have different maple trees around here. Oh. There's different cedarwood trees. All right. So I use Atlantica, and, but I wouldn't necessarily use Texas or Virginia. 
Okay. And there's Latin names that go with that, but those are the common okay. names. Okay, so, so and they smell Lant- different. Okay, they do really? Mm-hmm. I thought cedar was just cedar. <laughs> Alrighty then. Because that will help um, calming. And then yes. there's also is a re- tick repeller uh, and flea repeller too. Yes. So, yep. No, but we got a, we got a call here. And uh, we want to take that one for, and get her question because she got one for Amy. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So we have Emily on the line and Emily has a question about um, the eucalyptus and the ba- bandana and wondering if that's a better alternative to a collar when you take a dog t- to a dog park. All right. Hi, Emily. How you doing? Hi. Doing well. Good, good. Okay. So, uh, so we you mean you're going to a dog park and then what's your question? Well, I'm wondering, you know, because the... There's so many different um, dogs and different uh, things that they could run into out in a dog park and um, bring home that we might not necessarily want them to. And I'm wondering if the eucalyptus on the bandana um, uh, would be a good alternative versus a a collar. Yeah, well, see, I don't put any chemicals on or in my pets that I will not put on or in myself, all right? And so that's why, like, if you're going to be out in the woods or whatever type thing, you could do the bandana. And then um, now I, I, I see, or, you know, eucalyptus soil. We just talked about cedars, cedar wood oil. Are there other other ones that would repel flea and ticks? Uh, gera- rose geranium. Rose geranium. Really, and lemongrass. And, oh, lemongrass. I forgot about that. Those yep. are very good for ticks. All right. And there again, you remember their noses are so superior that you don't want to, if you take it out of the bag and it knocks you on your butt, just think of what it's going to do to your dog. You know, so a little dab will do you on that. You don't want to just souse it, all right? But so, yeah, okay. that, that so that's what you want. You can have the regular collar on, your regular collar. Yeah. But, and the, but in, when the bandana, what we just were talking about, when you do it on a bandana, don't leave it on 24-7. Okay, leave, bring it like, put, you know, put it on like when you're going to be at the park or in the grasses or in the woods. And then when you come home, I would leave it on for about an hour, you know, afterwards and then take it out. And then I'm uh, off, I mean. And then I'm a huge nut about using a flea comb. Because that grabs ticks also, like deer ticks and regular ticks, and ticks gravitate to the head. So usually you go along the side of the face and under the chin, and after that dog has been in, uh, in in for a while, you know, for an hour, then they start moving. And so anyway, then, then take your bandana off, and I would put it back in a, a Ziploc bag, and then uh, go forward with that. Great. So is so that leave the bandana on about an hour after you get back and go through with the comb. Cool. Yep. Yep. And you can get the the plastic flea combs are the exact same as lice combs. So it is so much cheaper to just go get those plastic lice combs. All right. Or you can get them off the internet. They're a half the price and they're the exact same. I ordered the the plastic flea combs <clears throat> came three to a pack. For like four bucks, I ordered the plastic lice combs. Are the exact same comb, and they came four to the pack for two dollars. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Well, thank you. I appreciate the info. Okay, oh, I got another idea. Okay, oh, another idea. Okay, Amy's got another idea. Okay. Hold on. So another thing that I do, especially when it's like April and October, you know, when we have really heavy ticks. Yep. So I have blends, and mm. we're blending, you know, at a, at a dilution and things like that. But so when it comes to applying it. Like we talked about, Katie, where you put some drops on your hands, rub your hands together, take that and rub it along the legs and the belly of your dog before you go out into the woods, because then that is going to just detract them more to begin with. Oh, wow. So that's a blend that you sell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I um, I specialize in customized blends based on need. 
So, okay. um, but I have, cre- I mean, last summer I was doing them for a lot of us, you know, flea right. and tick blend, yeah, right. basically. Yeah. So I have my recipe down and we're playing around perfecting it with all those that go to the dog parks and the high grass and who goes hunting and, all right. you know, to come up with some, what's the strongest thing. And it's safe. Um, when you're outside, you're evaporating more quickly right. as opposed to in the house. And and it's good. I say, you know, generally if you're going out to especially a dog park, you're fine for mm-hmm. an hour, two hours. Yep. If you're in the woods all day long, you'd have to reapply it. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. How long is it good for? Is this yeah. something that I can reapply? Like I went out today for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, and tomorrow I'm going out for a couple hours. And do I reapply every time, yeah. you know, each day? Yep. Okay. Yep. And so, and uh, but it's usually just a couple drops on your hands, smoosh yep. them together, and then rub along the legs and the belly, right? Yes. How can they get a hold of you, Amy? Uh, probably easiest way is go through my website. And that is? AmyWilliamsDLong.com. All right. And you can go to MyTalk1071.com, go to my show page, and Carly has put that up on my uh, show page, so you can just click and, and go from there, too. And so, like, if, if you, you bet. Thanks for your question. You bet. Bye-bye. Yeah, because, folks, I do not put on. And and it's just around the corner, believe it or not, before all of a sudden it's going to be spraying and the ticks are going to be moving. And I remember last year, by the end of February, first part of March, it was pretty warm. And people were seeing, you know, some ticks. And even during the winter, uh, like when people buy real uh, Christmas trees, that sometimes ticks come in on, on the Christmas trees. Oh, yeah, so, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, I never was, because I haven't had one in 35 years. So. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, it's just kind of, it's weird. But there is so many things. And one of the main things is, like I say, the anxieties. People that are having so much trouble with it, and that's what you specialize in. And in uh, not you just it's not just a mass production where I say, I got, you know, I got this, and then, you know, if you want to buy a body, you want to buy a body. Usually what they do is they call you and talk to you, and then they give you the what's going on, correct? Or how does this work? Yep. Ideally, if um, I do house calls. Okay. So if you're in the metro area, then we'll do a house call because mm-hmm. um, the animals are most relaxed in their own right. own environment. Right. Um, but I don't do like, like you said, like a cookie cutter here, this, for right. that, you know, this yeah. for that. Because I'm always looking at what's the underlying cause. Mm-hmm. Because even an anxiety can have different underlying causes. Yeah. You know, whether that causes something that's happening with the person in the household. Mm-hmm. They're picking up that stress. Right. They can have had a trauma. All these dogs, rescue dogs that are coming up from Texas, you know, have mm-hmm. had a lot of trauma going on. Yeah. So we're working on, you know, PTSD right. type symptoms. Right. Um, it can be thunderstorm yes. anxiety, noise phobias. Yeah. Um, so there isn't like, you know, I have an arsenal of good for anxiety. So I can do all grounding. Mm-hmm. Animals versus and sedating, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll have valerian for the same plant that Valium came from, right? right? Okay, okay. So when we need, I have some older dogs that thunderstorms are just put them over the top. And of course, it's usually at 2 a.m., right, right? And you don't have time for medications to kick in. Right. Um, and they've found really good success using the oils to help just take that edge, edge off, off, knock them down. Right. Oh, the, one of the funnest, well, not funnest. Not fun for, I mean, exciting for me, but okay, not fun go. for the person. Okay, exciting. Um, was a young dog that was two years old that um, lives like two blocks from the state fairgrounds. All right. Oh. And is. All the fireworks? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> so we came up with a plan and the oils were a part of, um, you know, she used um, a shirt similar to a thunder shirt. Um, so she did a number of things, but. Because they're like clockwork. Right. She, we used a spray. So she'd spritz around her living room and her house. And the dog was able to, went from like extreme pacing, drooling, 
panting with the noise right. um, to laying on the couch, wow. kind of just breathing a little yeah, heavier, oh yeah. right, but, but hanging not, out right. and aware, Yeah, but none of all the extreme oh, wow. symptoms that they had. Wow. So, um, in that case, she felt like it was a miracle. Oh, yeah. Well, it you is, know. though, because we, it, it breaks our hearts because my Gilligan, yeah. you know, thunderstorm phobic, there we go. You know, you, you gave me uh, a concoction for Gilligan and that, that worked good, but then I should get some more because I don't have any more and thunder season is coming back up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've got the trees and dirt, you know, for that. And I use that for class. I put it in a brand new class. I put some on my left leg. Is what I do because I'm always the left side of the you oh, know the sure. dog on my left side, so there'd yeah. be more tent, and I got some on my hands. But anyway, and so that yeah that, that and that, that's what's so huge is is that it can help. And now one thing, if I remember right, you have uh, you have a little case that have all these oils in it, and I when you came out to see me, you would put it on the floor, and the dog would go up, and whatever the dog kind of lingered on, you would pull that out, correct? Yes. So yeah. when I am, that's why I like doing the house calls if I can. Um, allow the animal to kind of give me some feedback uh-huh. of what they are, what they like. Yep. Um, I go with that. Okay. So it may sometimes it it's from one extreme, like Gilly, you know, you can pull out the same bottle. I'll mix them around. Mm-hmm. I'll throw them on the ground. They'll still find the same bottle. All right. Um, and then there's the dogs that kind of like just turn their head. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't I'm really so, like that one yeah. or, you know, yeah, not, they're not a big fan of oils in general. general. Right. Um, so it gets to be an art of how to read, you know, how oh. sometimes it's the signs are really subtle uh-huh. um, and sometimes really obvious. All right. But whether they choose something or not, they're still effective. Right. Which is really nice. No, that's good. Uh, because uh, So if you've got a question for Amy, give a holler, 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. And again, how can they get a hold of you? They can go to your website, and that is? Amy Williams DeLong. Now, Amy is A-M-Y, or you can go to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page, and we've got a link to her site from ours, all right? Is it that time? Is in that? Oh, we forgot to give the answer. I was going to say, we never did we the never answer. Did, okay, well, we'll give the question again. Okay. All right, and we'll give another question, okay? okay? sounds so good. So how far can a dog smell uh, underground? 20 feet, 30 feet, or 40 feet? Okay, and then the other one, what should we do here? Let's see. Can squirrels, squirrels cannot do two things. Okay, think about uh, that normal, everybody, all the other animals can do. There's two things that they cannot do. Think about it. We'll get back. All righty then. Thanks for tuning in to the Katie Canine and give me some of your Sunday afternoon time. I greatly appreciate it. First of all, squirrels cannot do two things that normal, everybody else, humans and other animals can do. What two things do you think they are? They're things that kind of on a regular, you know, I mean, you, you probably might do it once a day. Oh, well, one would you might do it once a day. The other one... Okay, I'll give you a little hint. You do it when you're sick. <laughs> throw up? Yes. Okay. Squirrels cannot Re- throw regurgitate, up. Regurgitate, maybe? <laughs> they yeah, they cannot vomit. Okay, what's the other one? Uh, now, a lot of squirrel haters are all there Leave going, a bird so feeder what? alone? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, squirrels can't burp. They cannot burp and they can't throw up. Okay, so there you know. Oh, and I know there's okay. a lot of squirrel haters out there going, and who cares? <laughs> uh, it's just FYI. We care. There you go. Okay, how far, how deep can a dog's nose smell? And we're talking about dogs' noses because those of you that use oils for you and for your house and stuff like that, your dog's nose is so sensitive. Okay, now the thing is, is that, what do you think? Is it 20 feet, 30 feet, or 40 feet? I want to say 40. 
Okay. But I think it's 30. <laughs> well, what are we doing then? Are we I thinking think or saying? Th- are we thinking or saying? <laughs> we're thinking. We're thinking it's 30. All right. Too bad. It's 40. Oh, dang. <laughs> I need to go with my I, gut. I couldn't ask Amy because I already told her the answer yeah. to that one. So I couldn't say, and Amy, what's your thoughts? <laughs> because I already told her. She knew it was. They can smell 40 feet underground. That's crazy. That's how uh, unique their sniffer is. And it's really, you go to, if you go to Nova Science, yeah. okay, novascience.com or whatever, and they have got a fantastic article that really expands, explains how the dog's nose works and then the receptors and, and the oral factors and such like that. It's really, really interesting. You know why dogs got, you know, when the the dog's nose is wet, that pilts, picks up more receptors. Oh. You know, it's it tears so they can smell better. Is that why they better. lick it sometimes? But yes. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. And then you notice that, yeah, but we, oh, we can get into it. It's so yeah. fascinating. It really is. And that's the way for what Amy does is even, you know, it's so important to get the word out so that we don't, OD, you know, already learned, we learned, don't do the, the diffusers 24-7 or do it on small, internet we gotta hit your button on uh do small you know like you know 10 15 minute and then maybe off for a couple hours yes. so now like the person that's dealing with the dog with anxiety okay so what am i doing then I, am i putting that cedar wood or um what other things did you say i forgot already i have a, I have a tension span of a gnat <laughs> um sweet margarine okay oh yeah, that's right chamomile okay orange Oh, the, the, yeah, the orange in the mandarin. And so, uh, so am I, I'm getting ready for work in the morning. I'm dealing with anxieties. I'm going to put some in the diffuser, or better yet, would be one to set up an appointment with you to do put to hone in a specialty for your per- yeah. specific dog, right? Yeah. So don't be just saying, okay, I heard that this is going to work. I'm going to throw it in. I'm going to do that. It is better that to, to set up an appointment with you so you can look as a lot of times there is underlying problems. You can't just say, oh, we'll try this. We're going to try that. And da, 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 da. Right. Yep. Exactly. And those these ones I'm giving you are more common and expensive oils. Mm-hmm. So I also have other ones that most, I mean, like I have Valerian and I have... Yarrow and Lang Lang and uh, Pettigrain, right. Rosewood, right. other ones that uh, Angelica Root is really helpful. Um, it's also expensive. Right. So if you're only going to need one or two drops, you know, you may not want to invest in a $40 bottle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. We've got a couple of questions that people have called in that want to ask you. Yes, we right. do. So Who's we have next? Uh, Jan. And Jan has a question about an Australian shepherd that is having seizures. All right. And wondering if there's anything that Amy could. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Jan, how you doing? Good, thanks. How are you guys? Good, good. How old is your shepherd or your Aussie? Well, we think he is about 15. We got him as a rescue, and they thought he was about three, and we've had him for about 12 years. Okay. And so what? how often are you having seizures? Is he on phenobarbital, or what's going on? No, we. I, I didn't want to put him on that. I ended up buying some stuff on the Internet that was natural capsules, which really has made a difference right. over the last couple of years. Oh, good. But um, he's gotten pretty wise to the capsules in the food, and so I've been taking him apart and putting him in his food, and he doesn't seem to like the taste. And I'm wondering if maybe it's the effectiveness is wearing off and if there's something else that we might ought to try. Now he's having them, I'd say, maybe he has one every two to three weeks and they don't last as long as they used to with the current um, natural medication we're using, but I'm wondering about some essential What do you mix the capsules with? His food or uh, 
every now and then I hide one in a piece of cheese. <laughs> okay, because usually what works, you know, if you truly want to get medicine in, in a dog, you know, you can, uh, many dogs don't take capsules, but if you can break it open, um, well, you could try rolling in a little bit of peanut butter. Uh, and see if you'll take it that way. Uh, you can uh, b- break it and mi- and mix it with peanut butter or b- uh, mix it with like plain yogurt or good grain-free canned food. You know, you can mix it with. And so th- that's uh, there's other ways. And don't do it exactly. Always change it up. Dogs get pretty wise to the... And remember, a dog can smell 43 feet down through the earth. You bet they can smell the crap that's in that stuff. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So that's why now uh, with Amy, what do you, what's your thoughts on this? Um, well, do you know what the cause of the seizure are, is? Has there been like a diagnosis of epilepsy or is it coming with old age? Is there suspected something happening with their brain? Well, the vet seemed to think it was similar to epilepsy. And when we first, when he first started having seizures, which was probably about, oh, I'd say, seven or eight years ago, they told us that it was not uncommon in that breed and it was something like epilepsy and they wanted to put him on phenobarbital, but I researched that and and have luckily been able to avoid doing that. That's good. That's good. Very good. Yeah, we, like, and, and another thing, too, is that dogs that have seizures shouldn't have, be on any kind of uh, meds as far as, you know, like heartworm Anything that would compromise your immune system or uh, like uh, frontline or anything like that. And then vaccinations should be non-existent because that all, t- you know, it messes with their immune system. And so the, and that's what the problem they, they have having seizures. You know, something's not wrapped real tight. <laughs> so you got to try to go as natural as possible. But yeah. anyway, so oh, I didn't know about the frontline because we ha- we do give them uh, flea. It's not frontline. We get it from the vet. I can't remember the name of it. But, next guard. Uh, you give him as a pill. Next guard. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, let's say we're not doing that again. Okay. Oh man. But the whole thing is, is that you don't. Well, I, I don't. Okay. I don't put yeah. anything in or on my dog that I will not do to myself. Why would I do that to my best furry friend that I'm not going to have that long? I will try to do everything in my power to do things naturally so that I don't mess him up so I can have right. him for longer periods of time. But there's water under the bridge. You can move forward from that, okay? Because, yeah, yeah. you don't want to be doing that at all. And there's so many, what we were just talking you know, about natural ways to repel fleas and ticks, you know, with the lemongrass, the cedar wood from Atlanta. Is that right? Cedar went yeah. from Atlanta. Atlantica. Atlantica. Yeah, I'll be trying okay. that because we had we have two dogs and we had a flea infestation about two years ago mm-hmm. that was really a nightmare to get rid of. Which is when we started putting them on the next guard. But mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. happy to try anything. Oh yeah, no, there's a lot of natural things you could you could put diatomaceous yep. earth. You know, uh, sprinkle that. That it looks like powdered chalk. And what? Yep, any- I tried that. I've got a whole bag of it still. It, it did not. No, nope. it does. But see, everybody wants it done and done now. Okay. Fleas have survived for millions of years. Okay. Yeah. And so it takes a little bit of vacuuming and washing and diet to, to, to usually takes at least 30 to 60 days to literally get things under control when you do things without the chemicals, without toxifying the, you know, the environment. So, but anyway, so sure. what other questions? Okay. That you got for, so for the seizures, so is there some kind of essential oil that we might be able to try with him that would help with his seizures? So this is a situation where I generally look... Why are we hearing No, music? that's yeah, it's good. Oh. We're going to have to go to break is what we're going to have to do. Okay. Okay. So okay. answer when we get back? Yeah, we'll answer it when we get back. So okay. can, if you could hold on, that'd be great. Sure. Okay. Thanks. 
All right. So the thing is, is that, uh, yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to answer more questions with Amy DeLong, the aromatherapist. So hold on to your wigs and keys. We'll be back.